Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Ellie Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. And today we're taking a look at the latest findings from Double Verify's four fundamental shifts in advertising and media reports. Online shopping continues to grow as 66% of the respondents in the Southeast Asia region reported buying more items online now than they did pre-pandemic. In fact, the finding is aligned with Google, Tomasek and Bain and Company's latest Economy Southeast Asia 2022 report, which projects the region's digital economy is on track to hit 200 billion gross merchandise value this year, three years earlier than it was anticipated in their inaugural report shared in 2016. So confidence as well as the ability, thanks to mobile devices, of course, to shop anywhere, that may be driving factors for the increase in online shopping. But as consumers spend more time online, the report also reveals a correlation between the growth in brand awareness and the scrutiny in this competitive market. We're going to find out more about, you know, how you navigate this sea of information. What does it mean for consumers and how does that impact your buying? decision. On the line with me this morning is Dan Slivianovsky, who is Chief Marketing Officer for Double Verify. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Thanks for helping me out with this. Double Verify, of course, one of the leading independent platform for digital media management software and analytics. And you guys have recently published the latest four fundamental shifts in advertising and media report. Tell us a little bit more about the report. What were some of the highlights for you? Sure. So the four fundamental shifts in media and advertising is a redux of an original report that we executed two years ago because we wanted to reach out to consumers globally and get on the pulse of shifts in content consumption patterns due to the pandemic. And they were pretty pronounced at the time. And we felt like now was an opportune time to do a second study to see whether any of those early trends had persisted or whether they had been, you know, transient. Um, And as a matter of fact, most of them stuck. So, you know, some of the interesting takeaways are, first, um, consumers are spending more time online than they did pre-pandemic. This is something that we speculated might have happened due to the pandemic, the lockdown, staying at home, et cetera. But in fact, that consumption has stayed up. Um, another big finding is um, that shopping, you know, each kind of e-commerce and shopping online is also growing. So consumers are spending more time. They're also spending more time researching items, considering items, doing comparison shopping and transacting online. Another big trend has to do with attention and a lot's being talked about in our industry around attention as an economy and a currency Um, because while ads might be viewable and in view that doesn't really mean that they made an impact you know a consumer needs to pay attention to them and consumers are time starved there's lots of competition due to all of the stimuli that they see online and so we we kind of wanted to get at what cuts through the clutter and the Mm. takeaway here are you know ads that are shorter key message exposure that happens at the beginning beginning of an ad etc capture a user's attention and so all of those things are important for a brand to keep in mind 
Mm. Just touching on that last bit that you talked about, what cutting through the clutter, what would you consider a media currency in that sense? Would you say it's attention, time spent on the product, or how some social media companies talk about the importance of engagement and interaction? Yeah, so the way that we define attention is really, you know, along two variables. One is dependent on the user and the other is independent of the user. Um, So engagement is everything that the user does to demonstrate that they are alive during the time of ad exposure. You know, are they scrolling, clicking, hovering, changing the orientation of their device, mousing over, changing the volume, etc. All of those are engagement signals. Um, Exposure signals are independent of the user, but they illustrate how good a job the site or the app did at maximizing the ad's impact. And so how big was its real estate? How long was it in view? How many quartiles did it complete, et cetera? And all of these signals combined are attention. And attention is a bit of a paradigm shift for the industry. You can think of it as viewability 2.0. And we expect attention to be something that can be transacted on and indeed become a currency much the way that viewability did 10 years ago. Wow, that is an interesting perspective. Just to dial it back a bit, I mean, earlier on, I know you also mentioned about how more people, especially in Asia, are spending more time consuming content online daily when you compare it to pre-pandemic levels. In fact, I think the report came in at 70% of those surveyed in Asia. When we look at this online content or digital content, what exactly is this digital content? Sure. I mean, so it's it's all manner of content, but there, there are a few areas that grew in a pretty pronounced way during the pandemic and beyond. And those are, you know, streaming video, CTV, and social. And we see all of those trends, increased content consumption of video for entertainment purposes, social media to stay informed and connected to people, um, and CTV as a content consumption channel, as a form factor that's growing by leaps and bounds. Um, And, all of those trends are even more pronounced in Asia. Mm. We'll look at this and taking it into a very post-pandemic sort of trend. Do you see this continuing, you know, the consumption of digital content? Have we developed that habit and perhaps it could potentially spell trouble for more traditional content providers like radio, for example? Sure, sure. Well, I think that, that digital does continue to grow. Um, it's that perfect intersection of reaching an audience in a very immersive way with data behind it, you know, which enables better targeting, better sense of engagement, better sense of impact, etc. Um, and digital, you know, is surpassing linear CTV is, is growing and cannibalizing um, linear TV. And so we would expect this to continue. Um, the phenomenon of increased content consumption happening during the pandemic, I think, you know, happened for obvious reasons. People stayed at home, there was a lockdown, they were worried about the world, and so they were engaging with content to understand what's happening and what are the health risks and what are the economic risks, etc. The fact that it has persisted beyond is, I think, a trend that we want to watch because when we ask consumers, okay, It was clear during the pandemic that there was a spike in content consumption. Why has that persisted after the world has opened up and we're slowly going back to the office and we're able to travel, et cetera? And something they told us was, look, 
we're facing macroeconomic uncertainty. Uh, there is inflation. There is potentially a pending recession. And as a result of that, we're economizing because we're worried about the economy, which means that we're spending more time at home consuming content. And the types of content consumption really are being led by two segments. One is entertainment. So instead of going out to the movies and dinner, people are watching videos and being entertained at home. And the other one is, is communication and connectivity, which is a direct feeder for social media. This definitely plays into marketing professionals looking ahead with these trends on the rise. I mean, ultimately, the question is, how do you stand out from the crowd then? Yeah, no, I, I think that's very true. And, you know, some takeaways for us are, as a marketer, clearly, you want your campaigns to perform. And that's true in good times. And that's doubly true during times of economic uncertainty. So a focus on return on investment, on performance right now are paramount. And so understanding where the consumer is, where they're most engaged, when you can break through and capture their attention and ultimately see them all the way through the transaction, um, those are all key things. And so for a marketer, understanding that video is being consumed more, that CTV is a fertile channel which is growing, that social media is also growing and has lots of engagement, combined with certain advertising takeaways, like if you're going to reach consumers in these arenas where they're spending most of their time, be brief, make sure that your key message is delivered early so that you can capture their attention, and use data to track their engagement so that you can move them through the funnel in a way that's meaningful for the brand. And so, you know, we, we view the insights as being very actionable, ultimately, and very tactical for the brand. Hmm. Would you say there are tactics or strategies that should be avoided heading into 2023? That's a good question. Um, well, I think perhaps focusing on, on channels that, that are, you know, potentially in decline. Um, you know, you're, you're going to be spending money in arenas where the, adverti- where the consumer simply isn't consuming. So that's one thing. Um, second, really focusing on creative. You know, there was an interesting statistic where we asked consumers, how many ads do you think you see a day? And overwhelmingly, they told us somewhere between one and 50, when in fact, research shows that they're seeing thousands. So that really speaks to ad blindness and the fact that they're being bombarded by stimulus to such a degree that there simply isn't cut through of all of these brands' promotions. Mm. And so really coming up with good creative that delivers something that is attention-grabbing with a message that comes early, you know, because if it's too long, you're going you're gonna to lose the consumer's attention. I think all of these are very actionable takeaways. Mm. Dan, just a final question, and really this is just for fun and a bit of a trend that's popping up. The fact that Netflix launching their ad-tier-supported program, you pay less, you watch Netflix, but with ads. If you were a marketing company, right, would you consider being a part of this advertising tier on Netflix? Would you consider advertising there? Or should it be a wait-and-see strategy as to how many people actually pick it up? Uh, I would take the bet any day. Uh, and, and the data supports that. You know, when, when we looked at what's growing, what, what started to grow during the pandemic and what has continued to grow, streaming video has been one of the greatest beneficiaries okay. of people staying at home. Yeah. And we see that they're signing up for more services 
combined with the fact that they're starting to economize. And so consumers have reported that they're actually very open to alternative models, right. i.e. an ad-supported model versus subscription. And so, you know, Netflix and this model is the perfect intersection of quality video that can be delivered across CTV that drives engagement in an ad-supported fashion, which may garner more demand from, from consumers. Um, and so clearly there needs to be a, a price benefit equation for the advertiser. You know, Netflix ads will be premium in nature, yeah. certainly. Um, but all of the indicators are that this should be a high-impact arena to reach that consumer. Nice. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. I've been speaking with Dan Slivjanovsky, who is Chief Marketing Officer for Double Verified. Dan, appreciate your time again. Take care and have a great week ahead. Pleasure. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.